Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast. Join us, your go-to gal pals, as we dish out tips and tricks on all things mindset and mental fitness. I'm Christy. And I'm Lindsay. Get ready for a dose of laughter, plenty of aha moments, and a whole lot of positivity packed into each episode. Good afternoon, perfect timers. The sun is out. We are ready to chat. It's so nice for those of you that live around here in Columbus. It is not your average February. Christy, are you loving it so much? So much. Like I'm ready to go put my hands in dirt and plant something, but it's still too early for that. But it does feel like it feels like that time, you know? It does. Um, and I don't even care if it's a tease. It's like it's coming. Spring's coming. I'm happy about it. Yeah. My I noticed yesterday our rhubarb is like coming up out of the ground. Do you have stuff sprouting at your house? Like well, it's I don't have happening. rhubarb, but <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love uh, a Facebook that. reminder of what I was doing last year on this day and we were tubing <laughs> like at the, oh my God. you know, and I was like, mm, this is not snow tubing weather. So anyway, yeah, it's like um, yeah, it is really nice out. I'm loving it. So we're, we might be making this one quick so we can enjoy the, the sunshine. But um, today, Christy and I wanted to talk more about relationships. Last week, we scatterbrained said a word we were very ping-pongy in our thoughts of talking about friendships and I think we covered all the bases today we're going to talk about relationships did you but the question is but the question is did you follow along <laughs> did we ping-pong you all over yeah it depends on what kind of way your brain works maybe um like we are well, I, I sent a text to Christy and I was like, we need to redo that one. And she was like, mm, we don't have time posted. <laughs> so I did put it up there. So, put it up there. so anyways, because again, friends, again, friends, let us remind you that we are not professionals. We don't claim to be, we are just two gals having a conversation and we really want it to be like a ping pongy ADHD conversation you might have with your friend out and about. This is just us being authentic, real, scattered, and take it or leave it. <laughs> it's true. Um, the funny but- part about the whole thing too is that I thought that I would always be so well aware that we were speaking into a microphone to share to the world. And I think sometimes we get in conversations and I forget to try to be articulate and we're just talking. <laughs> and then we press end and I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so anyway. This is us. And then I'm like, okay, great. We just were really whatever. And Lindsay's like, okay, we have to redo that. And I'm like, no, we're not redoing anything ever because that is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe related to we it. We may I don't never know. get. We may never get a pon- podcast sponsor, but at least we're being our authentic selves. <laughs> maybe maybe there. we'll get sponsored by a supplement company on how to focus or something like. Yeah, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, something like that. Um, okay. But today, anyway, okay. We're going to talk about relationships, relationships, like specifically like intimate relationships with your spouse, um, or significant, or significant other or whatever. Yep. Um, so Christy, how long have you guys been married? 10 years? Wait, before, before we do that, let's do the, what, what, what's, oh, a, wait, was, what's in your heart? Okay. Um, 
you want to go first? What are you drinking? Uh, what you got over there? Still sipping on coffee that Justin brought home. Oh gosh, I just spilled it from Tim Hortons and then sparkling water. Nice. What about you? And what's on your plate mm. today? Too much. I have some personal stuff on my plate, not really in the mood to share. And then I am feeling like the days are crammed. Like it's like I have, again, like I just feel like I'm like 15 minutes behind <laughs> chronically. Yeah. That's okay. It's all good. Like everybody's healthy. It's fine. It's just, you know, when your like brain is occupied, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. You're allowed to feel like that. Most of us are feeling that way. That's a very common feeling. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's on on you? I'm drinking a, an orange LaCroix. Okay. Orange, orange is typically my flavor of choice. I like orange things okay. I like like my favorite starburst is the orange starburst mm. I like orange things. um so anyway orange LaCroix and what is on my plate um we're actually having a pretty chill week however we we are managing so much like behind the scenes you know that analogy where it's like um uh the iceberg and there's all this stuff underneath the ocean that you can't see and then the iceberg starts to come out. We're definitely still like underneath the ocean, but we're trying to get stuff together to build cabins and start our business here. And um, so I'm just like, I I sent out like six emails on Monday, which to all these different things, like contractor, real estate attorney, um, you know, this person, that person, all these different avenues. And so I was like feeling so proud of myself because I got all of those emails out on Monday. which in hindsight was the easy part because now the responses are coming in and I I'm like in my mind on Monday I was like okay dust my hands of that chore I got it done check it off the list but no no now the responses are coming back in which (laughs) means the real work begins and I have to like do something or respond again or whatever um but the the big pressing thing is that and this is like there's just so much to learn and whatever, just trying to do a little bit at a time, but we, because we have a farm can get state funding for certain things. And there's an application called Equip, which, you know, no one tells you this stuff. So you have to like research it and find it all out. Like, I don't know. Anyway, we thought the application was due next Friday and apparently it's due tomorrow. And so I'm like scrambling to get that done today to turn that in to hopefully get some funds to I don't know I don't even know what what the funds are for like pasture management I know there's like a you can get pollinator wow basically like funding to buy seeds to like encourage pollinators on your land which interests me of course because I have bees and then um forestry management to help you with like making sure you have healthy trees and like native trees growing I don't know there's a lot to it That's but really um cool yeah, so learning all of that and trying to figure out and navigate that application today after this. So, yeah, that's well, what I've got going good on. Good luck. I hope you guys get it. Thanks. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. Um. Okay. Anyway, what were you going to ask me? How long have we been married? Oh yeah, because we we're going to go into um, our relationships, and I was just 
wanted to give people the level of our marital expertise, how long sure. we've been doing this thing. Okay. So uh, this year coming, 2024 will be our ninth, ninth wedding anniversary. Actually this week, two days ago, on the 6th of February, it was our engagement anniversary nine years ago. Oh, that's cute. Do you guys, do you guys um, celebrate that? I mean, like nothing formal, but I know what day it is. So I like, oh, it's our engagement anniversary, but we don't do anything, you know, that's for cute. it. Um, so that was, on, that was in February and then we got married in September. So we had a pretty quick turnaround there from. Yeah, you did. And you engagement. traveled. And we did it. Yeah, it was a crazy, we did it in, um, we got married in Italy. It was like a planned elopement. Seth has a friend that lives in Italy. And so he became ordained to marry us. And then we took photographers with us. Um, they're from Dayton, Ohio. They're amazing. If you're listening to this and you need photographer of any kind, the bronze, uh, their Instagram handle is we are the bronze and they are awesome. They came with, they traveled with us, which was so cool. And so we had someone documenting our whole trip. And then when we came home, we had a reception for like friends and family um, a couple weeks that later. So cool. You're it was a very, so I love the way that we did that. I, I really do. But I did it that way because I thought that it would be less stress to mm -hmm. do it that way. But because we still had a reception and we invited like over a hundred people it became like planning two weddings kind of. Oh, it was yeah, not yeah. less stress. Um, but I still loved what I loved about doing that. I would choose it again and again and again. Was that that day was our day. And it wasn't, I wasn't doing anything for it. And I know that sounds really selfish, but my, my, my opinion is that your wedding day should be about you. And for the most part, I think couples do a good job with that. But there's family dynamics. Like I know, you know, some brides feel obligated to do certain things for certain parents or, you know, people, you know, narrowing down your invite list is tricky. You know, there's just a lot. Yeah. Everyone that, that gets married knows that planning a wedding is like no joke. Yeah. And so I wanted to avoid that. And it was so beautiful. We woke up. Sorry, this is not what you asked for, but I'm telling you. We woke up. I just had no stress. We we went to a coffee shop and wrote our vowels that morning together. And then That's just kind of like moseyed around. And we were like, this looks like a nice spot. Let's get married right here. And then we just did it. It was so chill, but so awesome. That is very unique and cool. I like that. I like that you guys chose to go your own route. Yeah, it was. And it is incredible. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it made for some nice photos and good memories. I've seen some. Um, what about you? How long have you guys been married? We've been married. It will be 17 years in May. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're also like 12 when we got married. So um, how long did you, how long did you date before you got married? Well, we dated since we were like 18, seven, we met at 17, dated at 18. So, and then we got married when I was 23, like almost 24. Right. So five year, I mean, you know, it just feels like you've dated long enough. Like let's yeah, ball rolling. Um, so anyways, there you have it. My point in asking was just like, 
you know, we've both been married for like almost a decade, more than a decade. And I think like, yeah, you know, we can talk about this, this topic. Um, we kind of wanted to talk about like a couple different things, like that may come up with relationships that have to do with mindset, like the way you love or the way that you and your partners like show that the way you fight, <laughs> which is always fun. And then like how you keep dating. How you keep going. I love that. The way you love, the way you fight, the way you keep going. I love that. I think that's, um, that pretty much, it, that is what a marriage is, right? Loving, fighting and living. <laughs> yeah. That's what you and then do. office doors open. So now I'm like, um, see, he's, he's walking in. So he's, um, going to be listening to this. So oh, you better, <laughs> better be the best wife version of yourself right now. Yeah. Maybe we can have, a <laughs> but no, I'm just, he goes, I can close it. Um, <laughs> relationships and marriage and yeah. spill all of our dirty laundry. Yeah. I, you know, I never have an issue with that. So we'll see what comes out of my spill mouth. Today. Dirty laundry. I meant air dirty laundry spill the beans I like combined both those together okay so for you and for Justin do you feel like um well let's start off with like the way you guys love each other or like your your relationship style there of like how you fill each other's love cups um how you you know go about day to day like do you still feel like there's a spark there like you know how do you keep well I guess maybe that's for like part three keeping the spark alive um but yeah just like what do you feel like your um attachment style is like all of that sort of thing yeah it's interesting I mean well that that was a lot of questions so I'll try to narrow it down a little bit I think like for us we've always been very big on communication. I mean, I think both of us just naturally like that. We like to communicate, make sure we're on the same page. That doesn't always happen, obviously, but like, I think communication is probably our strong suit. So that's kind of like the way I feel loved is if he's willing to like open up and talk to me about, you know, what's going on. And, um, I feel like even with like the kids, it's like, we're both very much on the same page as dividing and conquering and communicating about like our life and what we put on our plate. Like, I don't feel like it's ever like super unequal. So for me, yeah. I feel like that is a really good foundation that we've had. Um, but as far as like how, if we fill each other's cups, I mean, Justin's very like, uh, if you're talking about like love languages, you know, how we've talked about that before. Like he's very much like physical touch. And I think I might be more like words of affirmation. So we try to meet each other there, but we're certainly not like, we don't have the same one, you know, um, which is right. probably normal, but I think I I'm cognizant of that because I realize that we both aren't the same. In that way. So since you are, since like, since his love language is probably physical touch and also so is Seth's, by the way, I wonder if there's like, um, if men are just more physically, like that's just probably they gravitate more towards that one. And obviously physical touch, just to clarify, it doesn't always mean like sexual physical touch. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, like if you, how do you try to honor that physical touch need for him since that's not something like, are you, do you consciously think about like that? Like, I'm going to like, since that's not your love language, like how do you honor that for him? Well, I don't know. I probably could be way better <laughs> to be very honest. And if I like, I'm on a mission and I'm trying to do something and he just wants to come over and I'm like, I'm busy, you know? So I yeah. feel like sometimes I don't, I don't hold it as high in my category. And sometimes it doesn't register to me that like, that's how other people specifically him, like want to be loved. Even my kids, yeah. like I have a, I mean, one of them is very physical touch too. And so I have to like make space for that. So yeah, no, I think I constantly have to be thinking about it and I definitely don't do it perfectly. Well, so. I think that what you just said is exactly what is, that is what marriage is, right? It's like consciously thinking about and working towards making your spouse feel loved or feel appreciated or feel touched or whatever the love language is. Like I, you know, Seth is the exact same way. And like, he wants to be touched and, you know, it's so hard for me. Just like you said, like when I'm, when he, so he comes home from work around six and I'm at that point, usually making dinner. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm busy in the kitchen. I'm bustling around. Like, I know he's hungry. I want to get dinner on the table. And my love language is like acts of service or affirmation. And so in my head, if I'm thinking only about me, right, I'm making dinner, which is an act of service. So I'm providing a meal. And I, I don't know if we've talked about this on here. Yeah, or not. We, we've talked about before, but it's where, where Seth was like, let's stop making dinner because I would rather you have energy for you know what, and dinner is not my, like, as long as I'm fed, I'm happy. So why don't you just stop making dinner? We'll just eat sandwiches every night so that you can have more energy to touch me later on. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. I am like, you know, but that is, that's just so funny because I don't know. It's just so different. It's just so different. And uh, marriage is, is work for that reason. And I, the beautiful thing, but it's, you know. Yeah, it is beautiful, but I think it's like, you know, it's one of those things that if you want to make something work, you have to start, like those things aren't going to go away. Like the way that we're wired doesn't go away. Right. So we have to either figure it out or we don't. Yeah. Well, um, and I don't know about like you and Justin, but I feel like so much of the way that I see Seth communicating with me is the same way that I see the way that Seth's mom communicates with people. Like I see the way that he was brought up when I'm around his family. And so it helps me understand him a little bit more because I was raised with a different communication style. And, you know, and so when I'm around his family, I'm like, oh, I, I get it. Like, you know, it just, you you bring so much into your, all that to say, you just, you bring stuff into your marriage from your childhood, yeah. maybe the way that you were loved as a little kid, or, you know, the way that your parents showed affection towards you, maybe that, you know, plays into, or I, I think that does play a huge role into like the way that we give love as adults or in a marriage or a relationship. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think so too. It's, 
It's an interesting thing to, thing to think about. I think especially because people feel so like busy and maxed out in general. And then you realize that like you've entered into a commitment with somebody who also has needs and like, I, I don't know, all of that. Yeah you know, it keeps us strong. And so, yeah, it's, it's something. I think that I was thinking about this this morning. I actually posted it on my Instagram stories, but I usually don't see, and this, this is different in your house than it is for mine because Seth leaves probably at like seven 30 in the morning. And I'm usually still in the gym at that time. So I don't usually see him in the morning. And then Monday through Friday and he gets home around six or six 30. And so I don't see or speak to my husband Monday through Friday until like six, six 30 PM. And that whole time he's been away working so hard, by the way, I am not complaining. I am so thankful for his work ethic and his job, but he's been communicating with so many other people that aren't his family and he's tired when he gets home. And so when he gets home at that hour, he's kind of like done for the day and he doesn't have much left to give. And I understand that because I feel the same way when I go work at the hospital, like I'm spent after that, you know? So five days a week, which is like 70% of your life. He, I don't get to speak to my husband until like six, six 30 PM minus exchanging a little text throughout the day or whatever, but we're not heavy texters. And so that's just crazy, isn't it? Like, and so you, so you have, 70% of your life you have with your spouse, if if you have arrangement like we do, where you're working outside of the home and you get a few hours each night, which are usually leftovers of people, right? We're all tired after doing whatever we've done for the whole day. And that is how you get to experience your marriage. And I think... (laughs) I just think that's insane. And I think there's a reason why, you know, not to get all doom and gloom, but like relationships fail because we work really hard at our jobs all day. And then we come home, maybe not the best versions to give in a relationship. And it takes work just like a nine to five takes work, but we've already worked all day. And so we don't have anything left to give, or we don't have our best selves left to give. And so it takes the mindset, this conversation to really, um, Make sure you have a successful go at a marriage, you know? Yes. Kind yeah. of crazy to think about. It is interesting to think about. And we, we, but I know that, I mean, you guys are together. Like he was working at home and I know he's working, but like he bops out and says hi and like, yeah, but it wasn't know. always like that. Like when, I yeah. mean, when we were 10 years in, he was going to an office every single day, you know, and like the kids, yeah. Yeah. the kids and so I do think like that's hard to rem- not hard to remember I remember it but it's like it's weird because that it's just so different now but um but yeah that was the setup it's like ah, how was your day okay oh, yeah. it's just wild but um well, okay this is gonna this comes to another point which I was just I'm just curious because you hear people say like how important date night is for people if you're married yeah feel like that like a weekly date night or something or I mean I think a weekly date night sounds like a jackpot lottery situation but it doesn't happen at our house I mean I can't tell you the last I cannot tell you and this is awful but I I can't tell you the last time that we stepped away and did something um 
that wasn't work, like work related because outside of Seth's job, we have rentals and we have this and that. So what I feel like when we do get a babysitter, it's usually so we can go advance our hustle somehow. And that's just the season that we're in and that's fine. But, um, with that being said, I do feel like it's so important to date and we do try to make conscious, like when Ruby goes to bed, Seth will be like, do you want to have a cocktail with me? And so we'll like sit on the sofa and have a cocktail together and like, not pretend like we're at a restaurant, but just have a, like a, a qual more of a quality time moment than we would if we were just like sitting on the sofa watching TV or something. Like we try to make it an, an event. Um, and that feels good. I like that. Yeah. I, do you have, you have play date nights? No, but I also, but I agree with you because I feel like there's people that are like, date, like, it's just one of those things that I felt always like in the beginning, like, guilty if we weren't doing date night all the time and now I'm like I kind of am, am in your camp of like we have time where we connect and like sometimes that's he gets off a call and he's like do you want to take the dog on a walk and so we have 30 minutes to go and I'm like that's great like I yeah feel almost like that with him and with friends right now like I would rather go on a walk with you than go like spend a billion dollars at dinner you know what I mean like that's just kind yeah. of like maybe I think I used to equate quality time, like really quality time with like going on a date or being somewhere. And I'm like, no, like we can just take the time that we have during the day or the pockets that we're given, whether that's like the kids go to bed or whatever. And I just think like, it's not wrong. I mean, yeah, like kudos to you if you get to go on a date all the time. But I think like some of it is just making it work for what your situation is oh for sure for sure more stressful like because then you have to get the sitter and like all the things and yeah, I, and then you're worried about the, the kid with the sitter like that yeah no like that is perfect date right now would not be going to a restaurant or going anywhere it would be warming up our hot tub and grabbing a glass of wine together and go you know turn on some music and listen, sit in the hot tub and like just have a moment to connect so I think like, if, but if, but if a going to a fancy restaurant is your thing, like, great, go do that. But I do think it's important to find ways to connect, even if what your life looks like is exactly what my life, you know, even if that situation that I explained of like 70% of your time is away from your spouse, like finding time, ways to connect in that 30% of the time that's however makes you guys feel like your love cups are filled up, you know? Yeah, I will say, and then I want to move on to the next one about how we fight, <laughs> but I will say it's getting harder, like for us, cause our kids are so much older. So they're staying up so late. So like, we used to be like, okay, put the kids to bed and then we could watch a show or talk. And like, I swear I start talking to Justin. One of the kids are upstairs. Like, why are you saying? So I just <laughs> oh, that's why yeah. we have to start sneaking in these walks during the day because I feel like the nighttime is just not it anymore. And I don't want to stay up. Like I, last night I was up till almost 11 and I was feeling it so hard today. Yeah. So anyways, all that to say, we have to get creative, you guys, with how yeah. we connect with each other and every yeah. and quality time. Like, even if that's not your highest level, like you have to have quality time or you're not connecting or you just become roommates. And that, yeah. you know, I think that's a big problem for a lot of couples is like 
they're just doing life together and they lose, you know, I know that's a problem. I, I've heard it's a problem. Okay. This, I don't know what this says about me, but I'm in several different Facebook groups. Like one of them is attached to a podcast I'm obsessed with. And then a couple of them are like moms in the know from your community or whatever. I'm telling you, I tell Justin this all the time, more than once or twice a day, it's always people posting about relationship stuff with their husbands with, and I'm like, we, it's, it is a problem. Like we're having a hard time. Our culture is having a hard time with relationships. We're having a hard time being loyal, having a hard time being faithful. There's so many distractions. So these are just things that Maybe you're newly married and you think like, oh, it's just always going to be blissful. And I really hope it is forever and ever. Amen. But like, but it's not going to be ever (laughs) because like, well, I think, I think that's the problem is like, yes, like people don't, people go into marriage thinking it's going to be this beautiful thing forever. And it is a beautiful thing in a really broken, messed up way, but it's hard it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And it should be, you guys. And I think if if that's your mindset around it, if you go into it knowing that it's going to be hard and it takes work and it takes being intentional and it takes being creative and willing to forgive and communicate and pivot and all the things, you're going to set yourself up for success because that is the reality of what a relationship is, whether you're married or not, you know. Um, yeah. So that that's a good segue into how we fight. <laughs> because that is um that is a thing in in relationships and in, in marriage. Like you live under the same roof and you're two very different people. I don't know about you and Justin, but Seth and I are like an opposites attract type of a situation. Um so we do everything very differently. Yeah. And sometimes that works well for us. And sometimes that makes it really hard. Yeah. So how do you fight? What is your fighting style? Um, I mean, our other thing, what is your, like, my, if there's conflict, how do you go about it? Are you like, I need a minute. Do you need to talk it out right away? Do you? I need instantly to have this I like if I could have it my way all the time the second that I get slightly offended oversensitive hurt misunderstood anything that feels slightly uncomfortable I want to have this like really deep Dr. Phil like conversation about why that happened how we can fix it and how we can move forward and Seth is not that way at all like he um I don't know how to s- explain this without making it sound like it's a bad thing. Cause it's not a bad thing. Um, we both have to come together and work on our flaws, but he is a very emotionally level person at all times, which is a, which is really good for me because I'm kind of a roller coaster. Um, God knew what he was doing when he, when he gave me Seth, but I, you know, he's so level and when I'm angry or upset, level almost makes me or it always does make me feel crazier like I'm like I get more angry because I'm like how can you be so chill when I'm over here freaking out you know and he doesn't give me the satisfaction 
But you of, want like, him to lose his shiz. I want him to yell at me sometimes. Like I, I, I and I'm like kind of joking, but like I, I he never, he, I've never heard him raise his voice. Like he's just a level straight line at all times. And um, we've had to learn. It's taken years. I think, you know, we're in a good place right now, but it's taken years for us to learn how to work through each other's like needs when we're not feeling satisfied fully, you know? But do you Um, feel like you guys communicate well? Like, can you sit down and talk about it or is it kind of like? What it usually needs is that like, or what it usually takes is that I have to just chill, like chill. He needs me to chill out before he's willing to have a conversation. And once he senses that I'm, level he will talk to me but usually it requires a next the next day kind of thing (laughs) to get back to baseline before he's going to entertain that convo yeah and and it and that's smart of him and I you know in the middle of it I'm freaking furious but I do appreciate that yeah and I do think it's wise um but you know, there are sometimes just being vulnerable and truthful that like, I just wish that he would just deal with it in that moment though. And I do think sometimes he should, but he doesn't, he needs, he cannot have me acting like level 10 and, um, that's tricky for me. It's really tricky for me. (laughs) I'm wired the same way you are. I want to get it done. I feel like that in any sense of conflict though in my life, like whether it's Justin or whether there's something else, it's like, I just want to get it done. I want to figure it out. I want to have the conversation so that I can move on. Otherwise I ruminate over things and like, that's just like so unhealthy. But I think it's interesting because like not everyone's wired like that. Actually, I attract people that are not wired that way for some reason. And so that helps me grow because I'm like, what do you mean you need a minute? <laughs> yeah. Um, like Justin would rather go take a walk and like, let me just go take a walk and have a breather, you know? Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah, I know. And I think like when we first started dating, that was so tricky for me because I had come up, I had been in a very toxic relationship for on and off for a lot of years. And when, when Seth would just like retreat and not talk to me about what I wanted to be talked about, talked to about in that moment, I thought that was him like pulling away. Cause that's what it had been in my previous relationship. And he, you know, he was always like, no, like I'm right here. Everything's fine. I just need you to like, I need a moment, you know, before we can whatever. So like, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but like, sometimes I would be like, you, you just want to get a divorce. Don't you, you know, like if we would be in a really bad fight and he would be like, what? what? <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking. Like I would take it level 10 and he would be like, wait, what, where did you even like pull that word from? Like, I wasn't even, you know, and, and I'm like, well, then why wouldn't you want to talk about it? And he's like, because you're throwing around the D word. That's why I'm not talking about it. When you calm down, we can talk about it. And then it, it took me a lot of time, but I brought that baggage into our marriage. And then I, you know, I don't know. It's just. Well, and that's like, okay. So that brings me to another point, which I like learned this later in life. But when you asked about like attachment styles and stuff and like, yeah, 
I listened to this one book and I can't even remember what book it was, but it was, it did talk about attachment styles and talked about like, basically like, I can't even remember all the different types, but there are certain types that like you just feel insecure and like, it, and then there's secure attachments and all that stuff. And they can ebb and flow yeah. and you can grow. Like you're not set into one and you're, but I think depending on our history of relationships and what we've seen before or modeled before, I think you're absolutely right that we bring those insecurities into a relationship that even is secure and we can kind of like let that, and like, you know, it's weird and then it has to work itself out. And then we're like, actually, no, like this is a secure relationship and now I can move forward into like, you know, my own identity feeling secure and whatever. So I think like a lot of people can relate yeah. to that because if you haven't, if you had a previous relationship that wasn't exactly healthy, then you're used to those. Or, or if you, or if your parents didn't have a healthy really, or whatever, you know, there's a million different, yeah. um, reasons why you could bring that baggage into your relationship yeah but yeah I think like Justin and I well going back to communication I think that we've seen a lot and we've like I don't know I mean we have good friends that actually like told us this before we got married but just the idea of not sweeping everything under the rug or else you know you're gonna make a giant dust bunny and then it's eventually going to come out and I'm not a really yeah. big sweep under the rug person anyway so that works well for me but I think that's kind of been my biggest reason to try to like nip conflict in the butt like when it happens because I can see how it would build on top of each other and yeah. I'm also not good at faking it. Like if I'm not happy or I'm, if I'm hurt by you, I can't really just be like, okay, well, let's go to dinner. Like I'm not yeah. doing it. like, no, thank you. And so I feel like whether or not whatever, it doesn't have to do with personality type, but I think it's like what I've learned at least for my relationship is the I'm fine or whatever. I mean, that's just a huge disservice to your partner. Cause they don't really the know passive, being passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, and then eventually it's going to come out. Like it doesn't not come out. So yeah. be mindful of how much you're doing that because eventually it's going to come unravel, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I think my biggest pet peeve is passive aggressiveness and um, Seth will say, if Seth were sitting next to me right now, he would be laughing and he would be saying, yeah, that's because you're aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> that's, you know, but like I, because I'm such a straightforward connector almost, or communicator almost to a flaw, probably I could be considered aggressive, aggressive, but, um, you know, I can't handle that. Like I'm fine when you clearly can tell the person's not fine. Like that doesn't take you know, a rocket. And then, and then when some, when you have someone who's saying I'm fine, but you know, they're not fine. Exactly what you said. Where does that take you? That takes you nowhere except for in a circle of like head trash, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think definitely figuring out the way that you communicate, you know, and what your spouse needs or what your partner needs 
and avoiding that passive aggressiveness because it just leads to nothing. It's just a spiral downhill for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's like my biggest thing that I feel like I've, you know, had to learn, even though I feel like it was came more naturally to us to like talk about stuff. I do think it's one of the things if I'm looking back that has kind of saved us in different parts of our, you know, like journey or whatever. Cause it's just like, you only, most people only build onto their life or like make it more full. And I don't want to say complicated, but more complex. Like when you get married, it's just the two of you. And if you do decide to have children, you're adding on so much more layers Mm -hmm. to like that. And so that's just something I, I feel like is so important to figure out. I mean, I don't know if you, if we talk about like how we fight and stuff, I think like for us, you know, as you grow, it's like the things that were such a big deal in the beginning. I'm like, how did we even fight over that stuff? You know what I mean? And so you get a different perspective. I think like the pick and choose your battles becomes a lot more easy to understand the more you're with somebody and all of that. But yeah. And the, and the more that life throws at you totally, like when you like when you think back to pre-children, the things that upset you then probably, like you said, don't upset you any. Like adding in another responsibility, like a child or multiple children or a job or loss of your parents or someone being ill, God forbid, or whatever. All of those challenges add that um, that uh, piece of just like perspective to so much you know and so like there really is so much to be said for you know just you do become so much wiser with time in marriage like the first year of marriage is is bliss and hard all at the same time and then I just think each year each hard thing we go through each whatever just brings a new set of perspectives and I no longer care that Seth pees on the floor at my house because there could be way worse things you know (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't care but I do care a little bit but it's just (laughs) it's just gonna be the way it is okay so so our takeaways would be communication and I weigh in because you know that's just but that's truly where I feel like I I can just see it like with my friends with people around me with my own relationship it's like man just ha- being able to have like those open lines of this is where I'm at and how I'm feeling, feeling like you can be fully known and fully expressive of how you feel like that to me is like the ultimate gift of. Yes, but just want to say this because like for you and Justin, you're both very strong communicators, which is so, so wonderful. But there are, I would, I mean, maybe this is a little bit narcissistic to say, but I feel like I'm the better communicator in our marriage. Um, I don't think that communication is Seth's strong suit and he has other strong suits. I mean, like he's my better half, but I just, that's not it for him. And so if you are, if you do find yourself in a marriage where you're both not strong communicators, um, which is probably often the case, like, right? Like um, one's better than the other. Um, and communication with your spouse feels like a really difficult task because I've been there. I think that um, 
for me, what I like to remind myself and what I need to tell myself is that I hold so much power in the way, because I identify with being the better communicator, whether that's realistic or not, I hold so much power there in the way that I choose to communicate. If my spouse isn't being a great communicator or maybe doesn't want to talk about something when not, that's what I really need in that moment or whatever, I get to choose how I respond. And what I've learned is just like practicing gratitude in the morning, gratitude about life. If I practice gratitude in my marriage, that helps for some reason. I don't know. It's like the magic potion that I can't explain. If I am having a rough time with Seth, we're in a, we're having a bad week, whatever. Um, I pull out my list. I have a notebook and I have lists. I think I've talked about this on here before. I have lists in that notebook about Seth, what I love about Seth, what good he brings to our family, um, what I appreciate about Seth that I see that my friends don't have in their spouses. I, I mean, I can give you a worksheet list if you'd like, if it's helpful for anybody else. I have all these lists and I read through them and I try to add two things to them every time I look at that list. And it just gives me that perspective that I was speaking about minutes ago. And I just then become this powerful force to turn around anything. And it's just me really at the end of the, the day that I'm turning around my mindset. But if I come with such a strong mindset, even if my spouse is lacking, I don't know why, but it just, it just fixes everything because then I begin to appreciate him even when I'm frustrated with him. Um, and that's what a gratitude list is, right? We appreciate the world even when we're frustrated by the world or when we feel like we're lacking. If we focus our thoughts on gratitude, it just changes so powerful. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes, that circles back to the whole reason why we even have like a mindset podcast. It's because like we have the power to harness in on the way we see things. And, um, you know, when you enter into a relationship, it's not just you, it's not just your happiness. It's not just what fulfills you. And so I think that's probably the recipe for, I mean, gosh, I don't do that every day. I like that philosophy and I would like to I mean maybe in my head but I think that's so good to write stuff down um but I mean it it makes sense that that is what keeps yeah. us coming back to like oh my gosh like we're two humans that are trying to make this right. life work together you know it's it's yeah beautiful but hard work so yeah and I think the other really good piece of advice that I think I've also shared on here before, but I'll say it again, that someone gave me was like, you know, if, if God is your jam, this will speak to you. If not, then just move along. But, um, if you and, and your spouse are fighting, think about it. Like if, you know, when you were a teenager and you did some stupid stuff that probably really made God feel sad. And he, but he still extended you all the grace and all the forgiveness. And you were still, he still loved you so much. Think about your spouse in God's eyes when you're frustrated with him and give him that extra grace, that God-like grace, that God-like forgiveness, that God-like God -like compassion and love. Um, And I don't know why, just that little 
shift always really helps me too when Seth and I are in a an argument. Um, I really like that. Yeah, I do too. So, anyway, that's that. But right. um, what was our? I mean, I guess we've kind of oh, talked about no, the fun one. It. We're gonna move on to the fun of how. Okay. Oh yeah, maybe I went too early about how we, well, no, just like what keeps things fun. Let's talk about, yeah. how to talk about like how we actually date, but like what keeps things fun? Like, I mean, when you're nine years in, nine plus years in, like you're over the butterfly phase, you know, yeah. like it's, it's yeah. good, but it's not the like, oh my gosh, is he going to call me? Is it going to be, you know, whatever it's different. Like you're committed, you're yeah. in it to win it. Um, what are the things that keep us excited? Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, I, I kind of already said this, but like just making little fun date moments, even if they're inside of your home or like picking a dinner together that you really like and making it together. Or I don't know, it definitely takes creativity. Um, I know like for us, we like working on projects together. So like love that and like, there's when Seth Seth has these pair of like farm boots when those go on <laughs> I I don't know what it uh, those farm boots just they make me feel those butterflies of the beginning dating all over again I just love when he wears those <laughs> um you're funny and so just like finding those things just being a noticer of those little things and letting those little things become really big fun things I think is so important yeah, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I also think like probably, I don't know if you guys do this, but like Seth and I like to play jokes on Ruby. Like we kind of get a kick out of like teaming up and like playing jokes on Ruby or like making a surprise for her, or, like, you know, giving our kids a hard time or like, you know, do you guys do that with your kids? Do you like, um, um, Hmm. I don't know that we do jokes like that. I mean, <laughs> but that's cute. That would be fun. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is just like, I feel like kids are always playing jokes on us. So we just try to give it back. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. That, that, that is cute. Yeah. I, yeah. I like like being on the same page with kids. I know that like kind of in the same vein, I mean, obviously you guys work together as a team for projects and some stuff like that. Like what was really cute to watch this year was um, Justin like helped out with Zeke's middle school team and actually like pretty much coached them through their tournament their last tournament because their head coach got really sick and he sent out an email and they have an assistant coach. He's awesome too. But Justin was like, Hey, if it's okay, like I'm happy to take your spot and coach the kids. And so, you know, it was like a long day of tournament, but just seeing the way he was with those kids and like, Justin's just super passionate about wrestling. Like, I don't know if I've shared this before, but he was like, that's that was what he did through high school he was a collegiate wrestler like that was just his jam and I don't think I ever this sounds terrible but like really appreciated all that that entailed until my kids started doing it and sure. 
realize just like how gritty and uh just intense that sport is and just how mentally and physically tough you have to be and so I think I'm like a new appreciation so when he was coaching I was like mm, that's kind of hot I like you in that role <laughs> you know like yeah I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like before this is terrible, but like I saw coaching cause he's always kind of wanted to do more of it. I certainly haven't said no, but I'm like thinking about in my head, like, Oh, that's going to be a lot more work for me. Like with the other kids, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of like thought about it as like more of an inconvenience. And now I'm just like, gosh, I feel like he's found a place that he can really have impact on not just our kids, but like other youth kids. Um, and I really like that. And so that's been kind of like something new for us, but I, am just like, Oh, I like you. I like to see that part of you. Yes, for sure. I love that. It's very sweet. Finding joy from our husband's passions outside of our marriage. Like, I think that's so important that you're supporting him in that way, you know? Well, and like you said, like you don't see him all day long and it's like understanding that that's because it takes sacrifice. And if they're doing the things that totally. they to do, like, it's not always fun to not see them. Like, do I like an easier life where we're always together and stuff like that? Yes. But I also feel like I can see already like the ripple effect of coaches in general, right. like people yeah. that have taken time, you know, to impart their wisdom and all of that into my kids. And I feel like it's so valuable. So, um, anyways, it's just, it's just been like a new sweet thing. Um, yeah. And then the other, yeah, thing I love that. And I think oh, on that ahead. same note, on that same note too, like, and we talked about this on our last episode with, with friendships a little bit, but it applies obviously to, intimate relationships too. Like we can't, ex we cannot expect, I cannot expect Seth to fill every void that I have. So like, if I've been waiting for him, it's not healthy for me to say, I've been waiting for you to get home all day. I can't wait to see you. I'm so excited that you're here. Finally, it's 630 and I missed you. Like if I, if he comes home and I have that, um, you know, like verbiage to him that totally stresses him out because then he feels this like need to fill this void for me that I've had all day. So even though I do miss him, I found my own things. I have my own friends. I have my own hobbies. I have way too many hobbies. You know, I, I've found ways to get what I need from other sources. And I think that's so important too, when we talk about relationships is that we all have other areas of our life that fulfill us and we don't expect our spouses to fill every need that we have that's so unhealthy and um unfair. a big amen because yeah. I think that could be what you just said could be the ultimate disappointment if that's what you if that's the pedestal that you're putting your spouse on also yeah. who wants that responsibility I do not want to be responsible for making Justin happy first yeah. of all it's not going to happen and second of all, it's just like, you're always going to feel like you come up short. Right. Totally. And like you're never enough. It's all, no, that would be an awful setting yeah. your relationship up for failure. Yeah. And probably holding each other back because. Yes, totally. Can you meet all of those needs? And I think to be honest, like now that I'm a mom, 
it's kind of hard sometimes to not do that to your kids. Like you want to see your kids succeed. You want to put your kids in the best situations. Like I thought I can see how it's so easy to be like, oh, I just, you make me so happy. You do right. You know what I mean? Like that is like it can that codependency. Yes. Become a yes. Thing. And I feel like that is just interesting. Cause I didn't, you know, before you, before I had kids, I didn't see that, but now I'm like, right. yeah, I can totally see if you're not, if you don't have your own things going on or, you know, whatever, just how yeah. easy that is to find your identity in somebody else. Yeah. And just like with everything in life, it's such a delicate dance, right? It's a delicate dance of like having your own thing, but not having too much of your own thing. Cause you do want to have space for your, you know, yeah. and so that's all super individual, you know, my house operates differently than yours and vice versa, yeah. but like, and so there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to that about how much of which to devote your time to, but it's just finding your, finding your groove, um, you know, with your, with your family, with your spouse and having the right intentions there. But I think the, that's another crucial step to having successful long-term relationships with anybody really. Yeah. And I think like another thing too, that I wish I would have done better not to make this all about like wrestling because it can be a million different things, but like actually finding joy in the things that your partner likes to do, even if it's not your jam. And I'm not saying you have to watch every single football game that's on or whatever, but it's like truly trying to understand why that makes them tick because there's something about that, you know? And um, yeah. I was kind of like, I don't really care if you watch wrestling. I'm just like, not really into it. Like, what are they even doing? But like, now that I understand it more, like I'll sit and watch it. And so it's kind of like, was that ever the route that I would, or the, was that ever the sport that I was going to seek out for my kids? Like before I had a husband that did it probably not. Cause I didn't know much about it, but like, have I learned to appreciate that? And like, is it fun to see not just in your husband, but your friends or your family, like those parts come alive. I just think there's something really beautiful about that. And if we really love the person, we want to like understand that part of them more and then they'll probably want to do the same for us you know listen that's really nice of you to say but I'm not going to change my <laughs> mind <laughs> the the Saturday and Sunday football games from August to December February whatever month we're in are not ever going to be okay with me you're no. very sweet <laughs> okay, but listen I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about like some, everybody's interest not everybody everybody just, except for you and I are interested in football that's not somebody's being interested in watching a game isn't a passion. I'm talking about like, uh, I guess I'm saying like this, when I'm talking about sports specifically, like something that has shaped somebody that you love. Yes. Yes. Like, and I have interest in that. I don't care if you want to watch, yeah, friends all day long. Like, I don't care that that's your own passion. I don't know. Maybe that didn't make sense. But I, <laughs> no, I, I know what you were saying. I was just saying yeah. a sneaker. No, I'm with you. I, I'm ready. I mean, I feel like it's like you get two months off and then it's you're back at it again. Not even because guess what happens during those two months? The NFL draft. Like Seth is like, oh, it's time for the draft party. I'm like, what? The draft party? Like, which, you know, is something he used to host that I probably put this the I probably blew out that flame <laughs> because I'm like we're not having a draft party like I'm doing that golly anyway okay, okay. okay. god love okay. god love our men and their sports and everything but anyway I hope that you guys found this episode helpful um again just to remind everyone we're not marriage experts but 
um, I feel like I've got a good, good go of it. And, um, you know, I, I hope that was helpful. Let us know if you're insightful, getting to know what other people are. Yeah, for sure. Insightful or dealing with or whatever. I mean, nobody's perfect. That's for darn sure. But, um, I really do go back to it and then I'll stop talking, but I really do think that a lot of the reason when I look around, like my friends that I feel like are in very healthy relationships, it's because they are healthy by themselves. Yes, absolutely. I think that's so key. Okay. So go get yourself healthy. Yeah. And start a list if you need to start a list, if you're not in a good spot, or even if you just want the daily reminder, love the list. I'll have Christy share her list. Yeah. You don't have to, and it's not something you have to do every day. Just here and there. That would be hard to add two every day. I don't, I don't do it every day. I do it like when I'm, when I'm pissed off, (laughs) that's when I pull out my list. If you see the list, it means something's not right, (laughs) but it helps. It works. All right, cool. I think. Okay. Have a a great day, everyone. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.